What is up, everyone? Today's podcast is extremely important. So thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm going to be talking about holiness and faith in light of grace. Because this is, and this is literally, I cannot stress to you how important this understanding is because many people, they think, oh, you believe in grace. So you just think, oh, like people can do whatever they want and we don't have to do anything because we're under grace, right? So we can just sit on the couch and eat Cheetos all day because it's all by grace. Amen. So that's far from the truth. So really it's important to have a correct um, understanding of the grace message. And then how does, how does holiness fit into that? And how does, how does your life of faith fit into that? Because those are two things that are still very important. And it's, it's, you have to understand how that relates with the gospel, the gospel of grace, really. That's the, the main thing. Jesus came to bring grace and to bring truth. So it's important to understand how all of these things connect. And you can't just, okay, well, we're going to forget about holiness. We're going to forget about faith because whatever, we're under grace. No, really, all of these things work together. And God's word is so beautiful. We never come to the end of our understanding. There's always more that God wants to show us, that he wants to reveal to us. And so I pray that as you listen to this, that the Lord is going to illuminate your understanding, that you will have a light bulb that goes off and you'll be able to see more clearly how all these things fit together and how they're also important. It's, it's so important to understand, right? The Bible says that wisdom and understanding is the principal thing. It's the most important thing. If you can have understanding, that's everything. So first thing I want to talk about, holiness in light of grace, the grace message. How does holiness fit into this, right? Is holiness still important? Does it, is it whatever? Obviously holiness is is still important. Um, So, but really the difference with people who, when you have an understanding of, of grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, it changes the why and the how for, to holiness, because It's no longer the why. Why do we live holy? When you understand grace, you realize that why do we live holy? It's not because we're trying to get right with God. It's not because we're trying to earn the blessing of God. It's not because we're trying to um, like please God with our doing, doing more, doing good things or whatever. It has nothing to do with that, right? Because by the grace of God, You have been given a perfect right standing with God, regardless of your actions, regardless of anything that you do, any level of holiness, anything, anything besides any of your behavior or sanctification, whatever you've been made right with God freely by his grace. So the why, why do we live holy? I don't live holy to get right with God. I live holy because I've been made right with God. And it's so crucial to understand this. It may seem like, oh, what's the big deal? Either way, like live holy. No, it is a big deal. It is a big deal because we're going to read some scriptures about this, but you have to understand this because it's either going to be all about you and what you can do and how good of a person you are, or it's all about 
what Christ has done. And because he has first loved us, because he has first saved us, because he has first lavished his grace on us, everything that I do in my Christian life is a response to the grace that I've received when I got born again. Everything after the day I got born again is a response to the goodness of God that I encountered. I'm not trying to get the goodness of God. I'm not trying to earn the blessing of God. I'm not trying to obey enough times in order to measure up to some standard of holiness so that I can get some kind of special whatever from God. No, but because he's given me everything, my life is now a response to his goodness and to his grace. So when you understand grace, it changes the why. Why do we live holy? We live holy because by God's grace, We've been given a perfect right standing with him and he's given us everything. God is not withholding anything from you, waiting for you to be up in some level of perfection. Well, I'm not good enough. That's why God hasn't done X, Y, Z in my life. No, that's, that's old covenant mentality. New covenant mentality is that God gives you everything. God lavishes his goodness on you to provoke a response from you that you will turn to Christ, that you will change the way you think, that you will change the way you live. His grace changes us from the inside. That's why Romans chapter two says, isn't it the goodness of God that leads us to repentance? So God's not withholding his goodness until you repent. God's actually giving you his goodness to provoke a response from you to turn more to Christ. And we're always repenting. We're constantly living in a state of repenting. Repenting means to change the way you think. We're constantly renewing our mind and changing our thoughts to to, to be more and more in line with God's word, to be more and more in line with who Christ has called us to be. So God is constantly lavishing on us his grace and his goodness. And because of that, that's why I live holy because God's given me everything. So understand that first and foremost, holiness in light of grace. Number one, it changes the why. Why do we live holy? Because, because we've been made right with God. We don't live holy to get right with God. So that is the first one. So the scripture that I have for that is 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty four. It says, awake to righteousness and sin not. What does this mean? That first and foremost, before you can sin not, which is like living holy, you must awaken to the fact that you have been made righteous. And when you awaken to the reality that you've been made righteous, apart from your deeds, apart from your actions, that is going to cause a response in you that you stop sinning. Okay, so it's not stop sinning, then you will be righteous. That's backwards. You awaken into righteousness and because of that, you live holy and you sin not. So that's the first thing. So it changes the why. The second thing, the thing about the grace message is it's, um, it changes the how. How do I become more holy? So first of all, let me just say this. Your righteousness does not change. Your righteousness is a free gift. It's your position in Christ. So your righteousness, the day you're born again, you are righteous. You can't get more or less righteous. It doesn't change. 
It has nothing to do with your behavior or your holiness or anything like that. Your righteousness is your position. Now, holiness has to do with your actions. Holiness has to do with your behavior. So holiness, you grow in holiness. Your holiness is going to increase as you, you know, go throughout your Christian life. As you're more and more sanctified, your actions will begin to line up with your position, with your identity as the righteousness of God in Christ. So your righteousness never changes. Your standing with God never changes. But holiness is, it has to do with your behavior, living a life free from sin, living um, a set apart life. Okay, so I just want to make that clear for anyone who doesn't understand that. So, so it changes the how. So, so how do we live holy then? You've been made righteous. So now how do we live holy? How are we going to become holy? How are we going to become this set-apart Christian that's living free from sin? So, so it's not by what it's not. So there's, there's people who just... You know, they just beat you over the head for your sin. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing this. You need to do this instead. And it's all behavior modification. It's trying to fix people's behavior. It's trying to fix the way people act rather than preaching the gospel of grace. And the gospel of grace, what it does is it comes in your spirit and it changes who you are. And when it changes who you are, you will naturally uh, live differently, right? Because you, the way you live is determined by who you are on the inside. Everything starts on the inside. So behavior modification doesn't work. Um, so having said that, obviously some people, like I said, they try to just you know, fuss at people, condemn people. You need to stop doing this. You need to do this, blah, blah, blah. I do want to make it clear that obviously in the Bible, there is a place for correction and for rebuke. I'm not saying that there's no place for that because there is. And the Bible says in Romans 15, 15, this is Paul. He said, still on some points, I have written to you the more boldly and unreservedly by way of reminder. I've done so because of the grace that is bestowed on me by God. So obviously there is a grace on ministers life lives to to speak more boldly to the church, to correct, to rebuke, but they're doing it in the grace of God. They're not beating people down. They're not hitting people over the head for their sins and making people feel condemned. There's a grace on their life to correct the church and they're doing it in the grace of God, by the grace of God. They're imparting grace through their correction. So there is a place for that. So I just want to say that because, you know, some people think, oh, you can't correct it. That's not what I'm saying. But you as a believer, you don't, it's not your job to go around correcting everybody. Okay. There's a, there's a time and a place for that, but your job is not to go around correcting people because I'm telling you what that is like is like if you if you're like discipling somebody and you start telling them you know you really shouldn't watch Netflix because that's like a sin. I'm not saying you can't get whatever. If the Holy Spirit prompts you to say something about that like whatever, but most of the time that's not going to provoke the response that you want. That's going to make people ticked off and they actually just rebel against what you're trying to tell them to do. Okay? There's a difference between that and you know how do I even explain this? 
you have to release the grace of God into people's life. And, and grace comes by the knowledge of Christ. So rather than telling people you need to do this and putting your convictions on other people, because understand your convictions came from your encounter with Christ or your revelation of Christ or whatever, they may not have that revelation yet. So what you need is not to modify their behavior. What you need is to get the same revelation that caused you to come to that conclusion, you need to give them that revelation. Why? Because the revelation of Christ produces grace in them and that grace is going to change who they are. It's going to change them from the inside out. It's going to automatically correct their behavior. Rather than pointing out people's flaws, you share the love of Christ with them. You share what the Bible says, you share about the goodness of God, what he's done for you in salvation, what he's done for you when you were born again. And that changes people from the inside out. That's what grace is. This is the message of grace. It's not behavior modification, but rather sharing the grace of Christ with people and trusting that that is what's gonna change people. So 2 Corinthians 6.1 says, Laboring together as God, God's fellow workers with him, then we beg of you, we beg of you not to receive the grace of God in vain. And then he, and then the Amplified, it defines what is this grace of God. It says that merciful kindness by which God exerts his holy influence on souls and turns them to Christ, keeping and strengthening them. So that's what the grace of God is. The grace of God is his kindness that exerts holy influence on souls and turns them more to Christ. So what they need is not for, you know, people to condemn them and make them feel bad about you need to live this way and do this. What they need is to receive an impartation of grace and that grace is going to influence them to turn more and more to Christ. And it's going to change the way that they live. It's going to make them more holy. The, the results of the grace of God is going to make you more holy. An abundance of grace does not mean that you have more sin in your life. An abundance of grace, the fruit of the abundance of grace is going to mean that you are living an extremely set apart life because that scripture in Titus, it says the grace of God teaches us to reject ungodliness. So if you would just get people the grace of God, that grace will, will teach them to reject ungodliness without you having to say anything. I know what I'm saying, people. This, I've seen this in people's lives. The more you try to correct them, it doesn't work. The more you, you feed them the grace of Christ, it just, bam, it does the work. It does the work. And why? It's because God can do in people what you can't do. This is why Jesus came to, 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 to establish a new covenant. We're no longer under the law. Because when you put the law on people, it strengthens sin. It causes people to rebel. And that's the sin nature in people. But when you take away the law and you give them grace, it changes them from the inside out. Okay, I have one more scripture. So, okay, we're talking about holiness in light of grace, living holy, living a set apart life, living free from sin. So many people, you know, 
they take this scripture and they kind of take it out of context. Honestly, they just yell at people. They said, the Bible says, be ye holy as I am holy. So it does say that. That's why holiness is not a side doctrine. It's not like, oh, you either believe in holiness or you either believe in grace. If you know me personally, I live an extremely set apart life. I'm not saying that to boast. I'm just saying that you can be your hyper grace and hyper holiness. They don't, they actually go together. They're not, they're not opposites. So this, and this is why holiness is important because the Bible does say you must be holy because God is holy. So this is not a side thing. This is not like, oh, we're under grace. I don't need to live holy. No, you must be holy. We're in a process. So no, you're not going to be perfect overnight. Obviously, it's in a, we're in a process of sanctification. You're being made holy. You're being made holy. So you're in a process, but the Bible says that you, you have to be holy. So this is important. So that's in 1 Peter, or is it 2 Peter? Chapter 1, verses 18 through 19. Oh no, actually, sorry. 13, I'm going to start at verse 13. This is the Amplified Bible. It says, so brace up your minds, be sober, set your hope on the grace that is coming to you as Jesus Christ is being revealed. So I'm going to pause there. This is the passage about holiness that I just said. And how does Peter start off? You need to set your hope or your expectation on the grace that is coming to you as Christ is being unveiled. So if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I've talked about this like so many times. So go back and listen to some other ones I have on grace. But as, as the Christ, the word of God is being revealed or unveiled within you, it's releasing grace in you. So Peter is talking about that very thing. Set your expectation on the grace that is coming to you as Christ is being revealed in you. Then he says, Live as children of obedience to God. Do not conform yourselves to the evil desires of your former ignorance when you did not know the gospel of grace. So again, this is all going back to your ignorance of not knowing and understanding the grace of God. So then he says, but as the one who called you is holy, you yourselves also must be holy in your conduct and your manner of living. For it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy, says the Lord. Okay, and so then he, go, then he says in verse 18, so how do we do this? He's saying you must be holy as you're, as you're thinking about the grace that's coming to you as Christ is being revealed, you must be holy. Then he says, verse 18, you must know and recognize that you were redeemed from the useless and fruitless way of living that was inherited from your forefathers and that you were ransomed by the blood of Christ. Blah, blah, he goes on. So how, is, how do you live holy? He says, you must know. You must begin to know and recognize and have a revelation that you've been redeemed, that you've been ransomed by the blood. So the more this revelation of of redemption is revealed in you, it's going to release grace in you. And that grace is going to cause you to live holy. It's going to cause you to live a set apart life. It's going to cause you to reject ungodliness. Okay, so 
this, and hopefully, hopefully you're grabbing hold of this. So that's what it means. The holiness in light of grace. So the grace message is not like, okay, so whatever. It doesn't matter what we do or how we live because we're under grace. Wrong answer. If you have a rev, if you truly have a revelation of grace, you will live, you will live a way more set apart life than anybody. I'm telling, I'm telling you because this is like my testimony. The more revelation I had and the more I exposed myself to the grace and kindness of God, the more it caused me to, I got further and further and further and further and further from the things of the world. And people may not even understand why I live the way that I live. I don't do it because I feel like there's some legalistic regulations on my life. I do it because the grace of God has influenced me so much that I am living this radical way. It's not because someone told me. It's not because I'm legalistic. It's not because I feel like I have to in order for God to be happy with me. It's because I know that God loves me so much, that he loved me so much when I was yet in sin. And the, the revelation of redemption, the more the more I understand God's kindness, his loving kindness and his tender mercy, it makes me want to get so close to him. And so far from the things of the world. So I'm telling you, stop. If you're, you know, if you're battling with sin, this is the last thing I'll say on this point. If you're battling with sin, don't focus on what you need to stop doing. Focus on what you need to be doing, which is exposing yourself to the grace of God. How? By reading your Bible, by worship, by going to church. You, ex- you keep exposing yourself to the grace of God. Don't worry about the thing that you need to stop doing because I'm telling you, it will fall off. In due time, that thing will fall off of you. That chain will break off of you as you continue to expose yourself to the grace of God. So really just, just focus on that. And the grace of God will influence you and do the work for you. Okay, so, oh gosh, that's long. Okay, sorry, mate. I try to stay under 20 minutes on this podcast, but it just doesn't. All right, this is, the, this is the last thing. I'll be shorter on this. So the next thing, you have to understand faith in light of grace. So <clears throat> I've talked on my podcast like decently, you know, about faith. So I think I have a podcast called Contend for the Faith. I kind of go through what is faith, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you have to understand faith in light of grace because, you know, you could definitely think like, okay, well, if everything belongs to me because of God's grace, then like, why do I, why, what's up with the faith message? Like, why does that matter? Like, is that relevant? Like, you know, because obviously, like I always say, everything. You already have everything. The day you're saved, God's grace, because of God's grace, you have everything. You're healed, you're prosperous, you have joy, you have peace, you have freedom, you have liberty. So all those things already belong to you because of God's grace. It's a free gift that's given to you at salvation. So what's up with the faith message? So this is what you have to understand, firstly. So grace has made everything available to you. So there's nothing that you can do to earn anything from God. Jesus already paid it all in full. So healing is yours. Prosperity is yours. Joy is yours. Peace of mind is yours. It belongs to you because of grace. Having said that, faith is what you use to access what grace has already made available. So it's, if you think of it like this, 
You may have a million dollars in your bank account. It's yours. The bank account has your name on it. It belongs to you. But unless you go to an ATM machine and access that money, you don't, you're, you don't actually, you're not actually experiencing the benefits of the money, even though it's yours, but you're not necessarily, you know, you don't fully um, have the experience or reality of that money till you go to the ATM and cash out. So that's, that's what it is like. Grace has made all these things available in your bank account and faith is how we access what God has made available. So, and I'm going to read you the scripture. This is Ephesians chapter two, verse eight and nine. It says, for it is by grace that you are saved, delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. So you, you receive everything, your salvation by grace through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves. It's not of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God, not because of your works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory for himself. So everything that God's given you is a free gift. It has nothing to do with you doing anything to earn it. So you have to get that first and foremost. So you're not waiting to reach a certain level of holiness before you can access healing. That's no, no. You have access to healing. The only thing you need to do to, to, to take that healing out of your bank account and bring it into the, your reality to make it manifest, you access it, you, you draw on it by your faith. Faith. What is faith? Like I talked, I mentioned this in the last podcast. I think I did. Faith is a substance that comes by having God's word revealed in your spirit. And faith is a gift of God. It's not, let me tell you what faith is not. Faith is not like I'm mustering up. I just got, I believe, I believe, I believe. I just need to stop doubting. I just need to stop doubting. That's not faith. That's, that's just striving. That's just, you know, Faith is a gift from God. The Bible says that God has given to each one a measure of faith. So God has given you a measure of faith. Faith is a gift from God. It's a substance. It comes in your spirit from his word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's the evidence of things not seen. So your faith is a substance, the evidence or the title deed of things not seen. So I have, when I have faith for healing, I have the title deed. I have the evidence in my spirit that I am healed. And that substance of faith is going to begin drawing on the healing power of God that's already been made available to you because of the grace of Christ. So... I want you to grab a hold of that. I want you to meditate on that. And I know the Holy Spirit's going to really show you, you know, show you the reality of that and make it, make it, make, make it make sense. I pray that the Lord opens the eyes of your understanding so that you can understand all of these things in light of grace. Because, because if not, it's so easy to fall back into the works of the law, to fall back into the works of the flesh, because we're just we're prone to do that. Um, as humans, we're prone to fall back into the works of the law, the works of the flesh. But when you understand the position of holiness, you understand the position of faith, 
in light of grace, you, you have a, a greater understanding that everything you do is by the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And because his grace has made me a new creature, I'm beginning to live differently. I'm beginning to live the life of faith. His grace is affecting me and influencing me. And as you continue to expose yourself to the grace of God, I believe that you're going to walk in a level of holiness and a level of faith that you've never known before in Jesus' mighty name. This is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.